It's February, Larry. Do you know what that means? Valentine's Day or whatever? No, it's a new taco of the month from Ricochet Tacos. Oh, yeah, I heard that. It's called the... Do you know what that's a reference to? Of course, Larry. That's the Beastie Boys song, Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. No, it ain't. That's the Beastie Boys song, Rhyming and Stealing. I think more people know it my way. I don't care. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Yeah, sure. That's not what it's <laughs> called, though. Okay, so what is this taco? It's actually completely vegetarian. It's got a sour cream and onion dusted falafel, cauliflower, cucumber and tomato salsa, tzatziki, harissa vinaigrette, queso fresco, scallions, and it's wrapped up in grilled naan. Scallions again? Yes, scallions again. Stop that. This taco is available now through the end of February at both the Crown Point and Valpo Ricochet locations. This is Tasty 219, powered by Local 219. The Northwest Indiana Food Podcast. Everything you hear on this podcast is just our opinions. We are just two guys talking about food. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is Tasty 219 season. Actually, we're in between seasons, so this is just... uh... This is just a regular ass episode of us hanging out. Yeah, special bonus episode. We found a fun pop up event, and we, we decided we wanted to cover it. Uh, anytime we see the word crab in something, it piques our interest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Speaking of that, I just went to Franklin House and had Eric's crab roll that they're running right now, and it was fantastic. But yeah, anyway, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Greg. I'm Larry. And we are known as Tasty219. And with us today, we have um, the owner, chef of Scratch and Root, Zach Miller. What's happening, everybody? How are you? Fantastic. How are you guys? Really good. Chilling, man. It's uh, it's a kind of shitty day outside, but whatever. It is a shitty day outside, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about Scratch and Root. Yeah, so uh, Scratch and Root came to be um, <clears throat> kind of at a necessity. Uh, I didn't really party that much in high school, which generally shocks most people. So <laughs> I didn't um, either, and I didn't start partying until like my 20s, which is weird. Yeah, so we we were kind of the house that uh, everyone kind of came to when they were drinking maybe a little too much or needed some food and um, just started doing food for friends and family and then turned into an, an actual business, which is mind-blowing, um, but here we are. <laughs> That's cool. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah. And now this so, isn't uh, this isn't your first venture, right? It's not. So we've done three. Um, I had a couple partners in Kokomo. Uh, we did a comedy club, craft beer bar in Kokomo, uh, which unfortunately shut down. Uh, partner relationships were sour at best. We'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, and then the Coterie uh, is still open now. It's kind of a Kokomo institution. Uh, Kyle Gibson and I uh, opened that place, built it from the ground up. Uh, and same thing, just we just had a little different views. Uh, he's doing well, and that's all I ever wanted for him. Um, and then I ended up 
partnering up with another partner to do a steakhouse in Kokomo, which is still open, called Marble Steakhouse. And uh, yeah, just no hard feelings. Just got a little burnout, kind of on the on the restaurant side, and uh, went a little different venture and uh, brought us up here to to right on. So is Kokomo home then? Kokomo is home. Yeah, Kokomo will hold a uh, very special place in my heart. Um, I would like to see, and I mean this with all due respect, I'd like to see a little more for Kokomo. Um, Kokomo is a very special place. Uh, and they're getting there for sure. Uh, they're starting to get a lot more cool stuff. And the Coterie, uh, that was definitely kind of the catalyst to to do more cool stuff for Kokomo. And it's still going strong. Sure. They're still a very popular household there for sure. So then what brought you to Valpo? Um, so my wife, we've been together since 2009. Um, she's from here, and her family is Dr. Vegetable, fried veggie oh. stands. Everyone kind of knows them. They're kind of an institution up here. And uh, we got a job opportunity to move up here for craft beer distribution and relocated uh, immediately. And um, I've always loved Northwest Indiana, the region especially. And Calts uh, is it's something I wasn't expecting to love as much as I do. And I have just fallen deeply in love with Calts, deeply in love with the small town in the, uh, in the region. And uh, yeah, just love being up here. Yeah. Calts is, uh, is where I uh, raised my family and um, boys graduated from Calts high school. And yeah, it has a place in my heart as well. Small town charm. Uh, I've oh, been yeah. to Calts like twice. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about your relationship with the Malden Oasis. Yeah, so we went to Malden. They put a post out May 4th, for May the 4th be with you. Of course, everyone knows that at this point. And uh, we, you know, no disrespect, we were just blown away. It was an incredible social media post. And I remember I even said, it was just like, man, like the Malden Oasis is putting out some awesome social media. (laughs) Like we should stop by there and support them. And went and uh, we met Vanessa and Stephanie and uh, immediately became very tight with them. And they became uh, two of my closest friends and then so, turned into kind of selling them some craft beer. It was, it was a very business forward venture at that point, uh, but that was very short lived. Uh, we just became very close very quickly and uh, supported them. They supported me and we really wanted to try to figure out how to turn the Malden Oasis into something different than what everyone knew. Everyone knew them as a smoking bar and shots of Jack and Bush light. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they, they always wanted something a little bit more. I felt, and I wanted something more as well. And we've been able to progress, but also not shut out the regulars that always came and supported them. We've, we've really been able to, to work together, especially Stephanie, Vanessa to, find that middle ground to where the regulars are still welcome, but then also bring new people in. That's awesome. That's super cool. And like getting to do something like a little creative, but still being like inclusive to what was there prior. That's really neat. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to step on their toes. It's their place. Right. I mean, they, they operate and manage that joint. Um, and they've, they've given me the opportunity to expand my business. So it wasn't me going into, try to change who they were, what they wanted to be. They gave me a platform, especially in the region to really grow. They've been a instrumental part of, of me growing. So I will always show love to them. And it's, it's been an awesome partnership from day one. 
Very cool. So you brought up the craft beer situation. What is that something that you were like, were you representing a special brewery or, or what is your relationship with that? So I got a job offer from craft roads down in Indianapolis, which specializes in, uh, most people know this is like the hard to get the kind of hype breweries and we sure. were headhunted. So we got approached and was just like, Hey, we need somebody for Northwest Indiana. And we, I was all in, I knew most of the people that worked there. We bought the beer from our restaurants from that company <clears throat> and the opportunity came up to move up here. So we jumped on it and, you know, we, we've always, I've always represented myself as more of a brand than a salesperson is I believe in the company. We believe in craft beer and we wanted to approach it from a different standpoint instead of numbers and tap handle placements and quotas. We wanted to make sure that the people that were buying beer from us knew they could count on us. Glassware, tap handles, tastings. If you needed something, if I got an order and I screwed it up, I would wake up at five in the morning, drive to Indy, pick up their kegs, drop it off to them. Whatever they needed to succeed, that's what we were here for. That's what I was here for. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. You you have many layers to you. <laughs> yes, kind, a lot kind of, of like a, kind of like an onion, yeah. Uh, I think I once Or like saw, a parfait. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw you delivering kegs to Ricochet one time. Yeah, I've definitely done that. Um you know, I, it's it's kind of understated, you know, we as sales people, I guess, as reps, we get a lot put on us. And from an outside perspective, it, it gets looked at as just, you know, we just can kind of do whatever, which we can. But when you care about the people you're serving, the moment they need something, the moment that you screw up an order because you've got so much going on, you have to fix that. You have to make yourself available and you have to also spread yourself out and make sure that you know, Ricochet Tacos has different beer than Lincoln Flats, yep. different beer than Esca Kitchen. I don't want what we're serving at every bar downtown Valpo or Crown Point. I want you to be able to go to every bar and have a different experience. And that's something that's been very huge for us. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. I work like the partist of part time at Ricochet just because like Darren's my buddy and just I go oh, in yeah. sometimes. Um, there is always a really cool beer spread in there I, all the time. They do an awesome job for sure. So let's move on to the pop of a pop up event that we attended, and that was this past Sunday. Um, and this wasn't your first pop up, right? Correct. Right, but it's our it, fourth one, I think. I think our fourth. I think it was the first that you did a brunch. Is that right? Second, second brunch. Second. Okay. Yep. And. And how do you decide what you're going to have at that pop-up? Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't really. So we sit down. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's such a hard thing to explain. Um, we were actually just talking to Ryan about the pop-up at Esca. And it was the same thing. Basically what happens is they pick a date that I'm available. I tell them I'm available. And then we sit down and we just start rattling off ideas. And then... It'll go from 10 or 15 food items, and then we reduce that down to 10, then to five, and basically pick our top three and just go, yep, that's different, that's a little unusual, that's a little funky, let's do that. And then we check price points, because at this point, you kind of have to. Yeah. And yeah. and then we just kind of go from there. 
we just kind of uh, get a feel. And I think that's something else that the, the Oasis have done really well. Steph puts out a, a, a post that says, should we do a Saturday dinner or a Sunday brunch? And then we actually have a vote on social media and whatever they decide, that's what we do. Well, that's awesome. That is very cool. I like that. I Well, that's what I thought. I thought it was very reasonably priced for something different. And I totally. think that's what attracted us to come out and uh, visit you uh, and partake of it. Um, everything was delicious. I, I think you. the star for me was the bacon flight. Um, and if I have a choice at breakfast time between sausage and bacon, I always pick sausage. But this bacon was so delicious. And that Korean barbecue one was I fire. Am such a giant like <laughs> whore for Korean barbecue. I will eat <laughs> Korean barbecue. If I saw a box of Korean barbecue Cheerios, I'd buy the whole shelf. Um, now they should make those. <laughs> yeah, is, is that Kellogg's General Mills? If you're listening, <laughs> Korean barbecue Cheerios yeah. would be pretty tight. Yeah, uh, we came for the crab bisque <laughs> pot pie, which <laughs> did not disappoint by any means. Could you tell us? Um, you don't have to give away your secret, but what was included in the filling of that? I, I saw peas, and I saw I, I tasted the crab. But what else was was in that dish? Yeah, so uh, with that, like, pot pies are one of my favorite things to make. We all grew up with Banquet, 99 cents. You microwave them. Everyone ate them. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, and it was it, it was one of those things. Like We grew up with that. As I got a little older, it was like, I kind of want to make my own pot pie. How do we make a filling? And it's so simple, but it's so easy to screw up, right? Yeah. And so – I love crab bisque. I love pot pies. And it just became one of those things like we should just combine the two. So the the stars, the secret ingredient, I guess, for that was to use we had 20 pot pies. And we talked to you guys when you were there about this, which I think might have blown your minds a little bit. We had 20 pot pies and we used five pounds yeah. of fresh. I remember crab. you spouting those numbers off. And I'm just thinking, like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> And that was our thing is, you know, the Mall Oasis, it's in the middle of nowhere. And that has such a negative connotation, but it's it's not a bad thing. So for us, it's like, if you're going to drive here and you're going to pay 12, 13, 14, 15 bucks for a pot pie, whatever we decide to charge, we're going to make sure that you have fresh ingredients made from scratch, actual blue crab in that filling because you drove. People are driving sometimes 45 minutes to an hour for these pop-ups and I want to make sure that you're satisfied. That's hugely – that's the only thing that matters to me. I'm a big believer on quality first. The money will follow. That's the way I've always been. I don't care about cutting corners. I want good quality product. And then your quality speaks for itself. And the money will follow after that. Yeah. I wish that's how everyone approached everything. Agreed. And, and, and how fast did you sell out? I was really surprised at this. So we did 40 tickets total in two hours. So we had 20 wow. pot pies. Uh, we basically had about 20 to 30 portions of each thing. Um, and we sold out in about two hours, which, you know, depending on who's listening, that doesn't seem like a lot. But for one person, for one bar, for a seating capacity of about 35, <laughs> that's that, that's a huge number for us to hit. And we oh, absolutely sure. love doing that. Yeah. 
And they were doing carryouts as well, right? Yeah, carryouts a huge thing for us when we do the pop-ups for sure. Yeah, that was amazing. I I want that filling over mashed potatoes. I want that <laughs> filling over uh, noodles. I want that to use that so as good. the milk in my Korean barbecue Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to your house for that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> and then you also had cheese curds. Now, oh, shit. Not, yeah. <laughs> the cheese curds were good too. And I'm not a big, you know, I won't go and get mozzarella sticks or stuff like that. What are you but, talking about? You don't like mozzarella sticks? I mean, I'm that's a mozzarella what, stick whore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's ridiculous yeah. to say. But these were really, really good. Now, yes. why, tell us why you offered so many different varieties of those. Because it uh, was really so, hard to pick. It, yeah. And so with that, it's. Um, it starts with the base, right? So this, the cheese curd is still the same base, no matter what we do. We're still dredging and then battering them and frying them to order. But it's really easy to put on a dry rub and kind of toss it, almost like a wing-ish. Totally. Yeah, definitely. So for me, it was like, all right, we had cheese curds on, and then we were sitting there one night. It's like, you know, fuck it. Why can't we just do like four different flavors and a bunch of sauces and just do something different? And the Greek just came to be because – I just like Greek seasoning and tzatziki. I'll put on shoes and eat it. I don't really care. <laughs> Sick. And like, I know like Nashville hot's been maybe, I, I don't want to say overplayed, but everyone's doing Nashville hot. It, it is. Yes, I get it. It is. But there's kind of a reason everyone's doing it is it's just that, that yeah, brown sugar, that spice, that building heat. It's just gorgeous. And I was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So I'm a Cajun oh, cool. boy. Um, so Cajun has a special place in my heart. So that's how the Cajun came to be. Yeah. I love Cajun food. Yeah. The Greek was my favorite. That was really good. Was and, good. and the plain ones too. They were just so simple, but yet fresh and, and that, really, really that good. That ranch that you make. Oh yeah. The ranch. <laughs> Cause like everyone in their life, especially in the Midwest has had ranch on everything you could imagine. Cause it's ranch and we live in Northwest sure. Indiana yeah. and, our veins flow with ranch. It's how, it's how we are. But this yeah, ranch yeah. was, it was different. Yeah. I think I spotted Thanks. fresh dill in it. Yeah. A lot of fresh dill. And that's why I was telling you guys too, was when, so it's basically like equal parts, mayo, sour cream, and buttermilk. That's standard base for any kind of ranch. Buttermilk I love, but I sure. actually take it out and I replace it with actual refrigerated dill pickle brine. So I like a runny ranch. And it gives me a little more runny context, uh, runny consistency. And then that's, it, it still has that tartness. It still has that zing, but there's just something a little bit different in there. And then uh, capers, I'm probably giving too much away, but. Uh, you hate capers. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just There were you a just, shit ton of capers in there. You just tricked me. Yes, I you love just, capers. Yeah, you just tricked me. <laughs> ah, this <laughs> is so sick. That's so it's awesome. one of those things. It's, uh, I. I actually don't salt uh, my ranch when I make it. I actually take fresh capers and blend it with the ranch. So that's your saltiness. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I am uh, impressed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so now stoked you, about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have the relationship with Saturday Sangria that made the the desserts or is no, that, that is the Oasis? All Oasis. That is okay. all Oasis. Um, it's only the second time I've had them and they are a fantastic company. Um, Oasis sent me in there and said, Hey, you got to try them. Cause my wife's gluten-free. She can oh. not have gluten at all. 
So we found out about this place through the Oasis. Went, was blown away by not only the service, but the food, everything. If it didn't matter if it's gluten-free or not. It tasted incredible. The service was incredible. The place is meticulously clean. It's in a shopping center, which you would never expect. It's, again, just one of those hidden little gems that I want to have involved more with anything we do because people need to go there more. Yeah, that's awesome. We had uh, highlighted them in our fluid uh, episode um, that we did on our podcast. Uh, she had supplied fluid with uh, some of her treats. Also, a longtime friend of mine uh, sang in our wedding. So, yeah, I'm familiar with Janice and her products as well. So that that was nice to see that too. Um, we And then we move into um, – the OG beer dude tag on Instagram. I, I think you kind of hit on it a little bit, but I, a lot of people know you by that name. Yeah. Yeah. You said um, that when you said that that was you, when I was talking to you, I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. I know who you are. <laughs> that, was, that was like, the, that was the exact reaction. Um, yeah. It's, you know, I, I, 850 followers, which is nothing anymore. It's I, I like social media. Um, the OG beer dude came to be with just, it's kind of the same thing, which we're going to touch on here in just a sec. Craft beer is such a huge thing. It's been a huge yeah. thing for a long time, <clears throat> but I, I started in 2009 and I come from that camp where I want crispy boys. I want lagers and pilsners, but I love black IPAs and I love to sample fruited sours and pastry stouts. Be, you know, in 2012, when hazies became an actual thing, before that, it was pretty standard. I I want people to go back to the roots, I guess, of, of beer loving, but then also have fun with it. Don't be elitist. Stop talking about... <laughs> I'm going to yeah. sound really harsh. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> beer assholes are the worst. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yes. it's Stop talking about how hard this bottle was to get. I get it's hard to get. I get you know people, but now you can get everything online shipped to your door. What it should yeah. be about is just sharing the beer. It, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be how difficult it was or you paid 800 bucks mm -hmm. for a bottle. It should be the fact that your buddy over here or your sister-in-law here wants this beer and you got it, then share it with them. Don't resell it. Don't go to a contest. Don't go to a festival and sit there and be like, you know how rare this is? Who the fuck cares? Share it with the people that want it, that can't get access to it. And that's where the OG beer dude came to be was I wanted to emphasize stop being assholes. If you get access to beer that your friends can't get, don't sell it. Share it. That's what it's here for. Either just dropped off. Well, that's there okay. you are. That, here we are. Okay, cool. I'll get them together and we'll. You're fine. It's not but yeah, that's that's what it was, man. I, it's I'm that actually takes a lot of pressure off with that drop off. It's people need to stop yeah. being assholes about beer. Pe share beer with your close friends with people that can't get it. You know, it's we go out to the East Coast every year and we get treehouse. We bring five, six cases back. We don't sell it. We share it to people that are like, I've never had it. Oh, here's here's five cans. Drink it. That's super no. cool. I really like that. That's what it that's what it needs to be. This this elitist beer thing just needs to stop, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's and it's not gonna go 
anywhere probably but it is what it it's is it's probably not it's like <laughs> the dudes that still like ride for dark lord really hard like it's 2010 like come on man <laughs> i have to tread very lightly on this one <laughs> um no i mean like it's cool i get it it's a fun thing to do but like there's there's dudes who are still like oh dark order like cool like this isn't exciting to anyone anymore it's it's not and that's my thing is <clears throat> i i think La- maybe two years ago at this point, I started talking about revolution. Sure. So Deeds Deedstar, the fact that you can get Deedstar on a shelf, I think it's better than most outs that exist. I, oh, yeah. I think that it's stunningly good. Dragon's Milk's another one. We talk about Dragon's Milk all the time, and you can go to Meyer and get a four pack for what sixteen bucks, whatever it is now. It's a stunning stout, and nobody talks about it anymore like they used to back in the day. But it's better than seventy-five percent of the stouts that people pay eighty bucks a bottle for. It's yeah. ridiculous. Give credit where credit's due. Totally, I absolutely back that. And now, what? Let's talk a little bit about your um, affiliation with Vanessa and her project. So that started as a uh, Christmas gift, weirdly enough. Um, I, when it comes to like Christmas or birthdays, I like very personal gifts. Um, so Vanessa being one of my closest friends, I texted Dave at Wild Rose and was like, hey, I have this idea. I would like to do a collaboration beer with you guys uh, cool. on behalf of Vanessa. And so then that came to be in... We can come in and brew it, and then she'll put it at Malden Oasis, and then we'll put my name behind it, and she'll put her name behind it. And Dave at Wild Rose was just like, yep, let's go. And so we did the first one, and I designed the label, and then Vanessa, Dave, and I brewed together, but it was Vanessa and Dave's uh, baby, essentially. And it sold out in a day. Cool. I mean, everything that everything they had sold out. And we started hearing rumbles of like, it's the best, you know, like fruited sour, blah, blah, blah. And so then we went back to Dave and said, okay, you know, can we, can we do another one? He was like, let's go. So we just ended up canning today, actually. Uh, it's a strawberry tres leches milkshake IPA. God, I want to try that so bad. So what we're doing is we're taking the styles that people want, the heavy fruited sours, the adjunct lactose milkshake IPAs, but we're doing it our way. We're making it a little bit thinner, a little more approachable, but we're also paying a lot of homage to Mexican culture. Um, I, I, my wife and I have traveled to Mexico every year for 13 years. I, the culture is stunning. Um, and everyone goes down and it's Corona and resorts and, but there's so much more than that. And so we wanted to really encompass the food, the culture, uh, the the name of the beer itself, the flavor profiles, and give somebody a little more approachable stance on these heavy fruited sours, these pastry sure. stouts, these adjunct beers, but make them drinkable. So if you're a beer lover, they're still approachable. If you like heavy fruited sours, they're still approachable. And that's, I think, what we've accomplished. And it's it's going strong. 
That's awesome. I love that. That is awesome. And here at our podcast, we love local collaborations between different people in the area code. Uh, we, we've met a number of, uh, you know, we know a local farmer, how farms provides hops to different brewers in the area. Um, we appreciate and are so happy to highlight you and Vanessa and Wild Rose in this collab here. Um, and when will that be available? So kegs are going. So Sal, uh, the uh, director of sales at Wild Rose, he is uh, doing kegs tomorrow. So they were kegged today. He's shipping out kegs tomorrow. Um, Square Roots will have it in Crown Point. Uh, Malden will have it. Uh, Lincoln Flats will have it. Uh, Charcuterie in Griffith will have it. Um, Brewfest in Highland will have it. And then cans are going to be shipped out next week. And it's going to be uh, Wise Guys, Pat's Liquors, um, Liggo's going to get a few spots. I think Tomato Bar is going to pick up a few cans as well, uh, but not confirmed. So don't quote me on that. I think yeah. uh, um, I think tomorrow we might need to go to Lincoln Flats and try it, or the Oasis. <laughs> that that's cool too. <laughs> I'd go to the Oasis tomorrow for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, if you guys want to go, I'll happily meet you there. I'm also going to uh, Hunter's uh, little side. A uh, little shot here. Hunters is actually celebrating their 10th anniversary and Bill, uh, great dude. Um, he's doing his 10th anniversary tomorrow. So I'll actually be up there for a beer as well. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we mentioned the name of this beer. I, you, uh, so it's brew. Yeah. Yep. So the, the beer is uh, Brujeria. Uh, it's Spanish for witchcraft. And uh, it's it, hard. The, yeah. It's. <laughs> It's been really fun to design the labels. Uh, they're matte black with uh, metallic gold kind it's of popping so out the back. so sick looking. I Thank love you. It. And uh, tarot card for- focused. So the entire premise is tarot card. Sure. I, I absolutely love the idea of a tarot card and that's how we designed it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you for bringing that up. I was just going to shout out that you also designed the artwork for that as well, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, just, it's one just of my, another it's my baby. Another layer to the parfait. <laughs> it is nothing more delicious than a parfait. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're going to move on, and um, you had shared with us that you are planning a battle of the brews. Yeah, um, this one's very. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, this one's very exciting for us. Uh, not. Too much detail, but uh, same kind of principle. Brewfests are fun. Um, it's a good way to get your name out there for sure, but it's... I'm trying to tread lightly here. Uh, you get past the first hour and a half, everyone's very intoxicated, and there's just not a lot of appreciation for beer, right? Sure. It kind of falls by the wayside. Um, so we wanted to really change it up. So we are doing 16 local breweries and we are doing a real time bracket elimination style. So there's going to be a panel of five judges and everyone has to make a logger. And that's what was most exciting was you have nothing to hide behind. True. I, I mean, that's just beer. Yeah. And again, like I said, I like all styles. So adjuncted, fruited, lactose, whatever you want to do. I, I support all of it as long as you make a good quality beer. But we are focusing on lager style, and then the other is whatever you want to do. So each brewery has two sixtals. Uh, sixtal has to be a lager, and then the other sixtal is whatever you want to do. Five judges vote real-time elimination completely blind, 
and it's going to be for the first time the best in the northwest so winner takes all we have a custom four-foot trophy being built by Blythes and Valpo. Um, and then all the proceeds are going to charity. So nobody's taking a paycheck. Nobody's taking a dime. We're making sure the breweries get plenty of money to pay for their overhead, uh, super high-end glasses, lanyards for the guests. But every single dollar that gets taken in that's extra is going straight to charity. Awesome. Awesome. That is really cool. So when you say bracket style, how how is that? How do you envision that working? So I'm trying to pull. Uh, there we go. So 16 breweries, uh, eight foot table, two breweries <laughs> per eight foot table, and then that's it. So with it being the first year, we're going to draw breweries out of a hat, and we're going to pair them up. Okay. This year cool. is going to give us the seeds. So next year we're going to have number one seed, number two seed. Um, but this year it's just completely blind brewery side by side. The judges are going to get their samples blind. They're going to taste it. They're going to judge whoever wins keeps going forward and winner takes all at the very end. That's it. That's awesome. That's rad. That sounds like a lot of fun. And then right now, um, so confirmed, which I think at this point I can say that, uh, we have blockhead gnosis, wild rose, 1056, Byway, Windmill, Forefathers, New Oberfalls, Off Square, Zorn, and Foreign Local. Um, we're still waiting on five more. Uh, pretty close. Just kind of waiting to approach them and get all the finalization done. Cool. Um, but yeah, we're there. And do you have uh, backups in case those five don't come through? I do, which unfortunately I will Good. not mention right now just in sure. case, but I do have sure. some backups just in case. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Solid. Good, good. All Northwest Indiana. Um, so this will all be Northwest Indiana region territory. Um, and then we've already been reached out to, at this point now, six different breweries from around the state that want to come in next year. So we are probably going to expand to 32 for next year. Awesome. Oh, wow. Awesome. And how are you choosing your judges? Uh, impartial and <laughs> respected in the industry and then lots of experience. Yeah. Cool. So... Um, I, I can confirm two. Uh, so Jason from Standard Tap Room is one of our judges, and Liz from Pat's Liquors. And okay. we love Pat's guys, Liquors. <laughs> and Liz I was turned on a- to Pat's Liquors by Darren. Actually, um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, you can you can go there and just get a can, like one can of whatever. I'm like, wait, seriously? yeah, whatever you want, and it's the sickest. Yeah, I love that place. Uh, Liz has been in the industry for. <laughs> I want to say I'm approaching on 30 years, I think. Uh, it's a long time. She is the sweetest person. She is incredible. And the fact that you can do a can of whatever's in that store is stunning. That's huge. It That's is. so cool. Yeah. And she knows her shit. So I figured it was she was uh, – she was Jason from Santa Taproom was the first one I called, and then Liz was immediately after. Nice. Very cool. And you also anticipate having food trucks at the event? Yep. So Ricochet is going to have their food truck. And then uh, so we're still confirming and working out the details for uh, we want to do it at the greenhouse, which is attached to Zayo Island. Um, I, I think I, I can talk about it, but it's not official 100 percent. We're still getting all the uh, permits taken care of. Uh, but they are going to also do their pizza and their pizza is fantastic, actually. If you know, it actually really is. Yeah, it's a really good food. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're going to have live music and giveaways. 
lots of giveaways, lots of live music. Um, Brian, who is a dear friend of mine, um, we do a lot of weddings together. He's a local DJ, but not your typical wedding DJ. So he will be hosting the event. Um, and then, like I said, everything's going to go to a local animal shelter or animal charity of some kind. And we're going to kind of base that on really who's in the most need, which I think is maybe the most fair way to do it. Uh, we're probably going to split it between Lake and Porter County. But, yeah, Humane Society, animal shelters for sure. Cool. Yeah. Great. And there were three different levels of tickets that you're going to have. Um, yep. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume when you have DD tickets, that's for designated drivers. It is indeed. Yep. Okay. That's uh, rad. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> that, that's a really <laughs> awesome thing. Um, your standard tickets and what, what, what do you anticipate that's going to cover? So that's just going to cover your standard admission. So you're going to get unlimited tastings. <clears throat> um, generally, when you go to a beer fest, you get your little paper wristbands, which are fine. Uh, but because it's all going to charity and there's no paychecks, we're actually doing lanyards with like a backstage VIP pass for all the guests. Cool. So it's a little more intuitive for them. Um, and then just your standard pours of beer and then a, a nice glass to take home. And then the VIP is going to be uh, an hour early with uh, limited bottles and then all you can eat for the entire four hours. Okay. So for four hours. I want that one. All you, <laughs> yeah. So all, all you can eat for four hours from Ricochet and from Zayo Island, that is included in that $75 VIP price. Yeah, yeah I'm doing that. Wow. Very, sure. very nice. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to wrap up, and then I'm going to turn it over to you to uh, uh, add whatever we didn't cover. Uh, sure. In regards to your catering, how do people reach out to you? Because you don't have a Facebook page, right? I don't. I need to, but I don't. And your your <laughs> website, is that up and running? It'll be live on Monday. On Monday. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so I remember you were, while. you were telling us there was there it was soon or or something. Yeah, so we've had it for a while. We switched platforms. Um, the the platform that we were on, which we just didn't really care for, so we switched. But it'll be live and up and running on Monday, back to normal. Um, Instagram just scratched out root, um, and then you can also send me a message on my OG bearded Instagram, which I respond to pretty quickly. Um, and yeah. And I think that I saw somewhere when I was doing research, uh, you work with all budgets. All budgets. I've literally, so if you want, you know, something set up um, that's super high end, carving station type of thing, we do that. We do just simple taco bars. I, we we try to be an all-encompassing catering company to where doesn't matter what your budget is, you should still be able to get good high quality food no matter what your budget is and that's what we try to provide that's sick and what venues do you uh what what venues have you worked out of um the most that we've worked out of is still forefathers we do a lot with forefathers um and then we're doing purdue northwest um which what's the word again because i still am terrible at pronouncing it arboretum thank you And then, uh, again, the greenhouse at Zayo Island, that's going to be the newest one, um, as long as we can get all the contracts and permits situated for them. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of these are, are uh, personal properties, but um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot of new uh, venues uh, that have turned uh, bh- old barns into uh, event centers and that in the oh, area. Yeah. 
DeMott, North Judson, Wanata um, come to mind right oh, like, away. Oh, like the Pinterest wedding barns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> are you able to serve something like that? Yeah. So if they have a list of um, uh, approved vendors, then I'll have to get on that list. Uh, but I we, we're, we're licensed in two commercial kitchens, so we can do anywhere in the state of Indiana for okay. sure. Okay. All right. Good to know. That's sick. Yeah. For sure. Do you have anything else, Larry? You're like so incredibly thorough all the time. And like, I mean, you kind of. I'm impressed. Every episode of this show, he has like, we, we've done like 65 episodes and he has extensive ass notes and I just go. Well, I have to give hats, <laughs> hats off to our guest today, Zach. I mean, literally all my notes you hit on before I got to bring them up. So, uh, a great guest to have on. That's, he was. Thank you. Maybe yeah. not the best guest we've had on this show ever. Yeah, very good, very knowledgeable. Good Lord, thank you guys so much. Uh, lots good of Lord. lots of different God. layers. Um, yeah, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, like I said, we'll let you wrap up whatever you want to share with our listeners that I didn't cover. Yeah, no, I just uh, I appreciate you guys greatly for having me on. I appreciate you guys coming out to the pop up. Um, this is something that we've you know I've been working on for quite some time, and it's. This is massively humbling for me. I, I, um, this means a lot to me, actually. And uh, when this happened, when you were talking to Ryan at Esca, and then he immediately started texting me. And so we're actually working on a pop-up with Esca, too, actually. Um, so we're looking at doing one for the first time, just to kind of get the, the shakes out. And then we are really buckling down on the uh, Mother's Day brunch. So it's going to be five wine pairings with five different courses. Oh. oh yeah my and mom will be psyched also, about that Probably and I, I can't play favoritism so we're definitely excited for all of them i'm sure. excited for the mother's day brunch um uh, but uh i call him sexy aaron the head chef at lincoln flats <laughs> we are doing a sunday dinner fried chicken pop-up with lincoln flats uh we're still cool. finalizing the dates super excited for that so i think we're gonna call it bourbon and birds so it's going nice. to be 18th Street Bourbon collaboration with Lincoln Flats and then, of course, our fried chicken. Um, and, yeah, I mean, to give it a final wrap-up, I just – I want something different and better for the community. I want I want people to be able to afford and get bomb-ass food and service that they don't have to pay $75 a person for. And people can take a little more pride in the fact that they're doing it for the love of the food and the beer and not just profits. And that's really what we're trying to do here. Great. That's awesome. And one more time for our listeners, if they want to follow you, what are your contacts? Um, so on Instagram, it's OG beer dude underscores in between each word. Um, should, should I give, should I give cell phone number out here on this? If you um, want to, you can, that's, that's your do, phone number, man. Do it. Do your, live your life. Do your email. <laughs> Uh, let's let's do both. So okay. uh, email is going to be Zach C. Miller, which is uh, Z-A-C-K-C Miller at gmail.com. And then cell phone. I have a feeling I'm going to regret this, but we're going to fucking do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go. 765-431-7752. <laughs> and uh, text, phone call. Um, I'm pretty quick to respond for the most part. Um, yeah. Hit me up. Let me know. And then um, – We'll keep you guys posted up for the next pop-up because we'd love to have you guys out. Yeah. And again, 
Totally, uh, man. It's an honor to talk to you guys, and I, oh, I thank really you. appreciate Likewise, this dude. very much. It was an honor to uh, enjoy your food, for sure. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Well, have, have a great night, and we look forward to seeing you again. Awesome. Thank you guys so All much. Right. Anytime, dude. Right. Anytime you want, if you like want to go have dinner and like do a regular episode of the show, like <laughs> where we do like a restaurant review or something, fucking do it, man. We have a blast. You need a time and place, I'm fucking there. All right. Hell yeah. All right, dude. You take it easy, all right? Awesome, man. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs>